0: Hello and welcome to The Spectator's Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency in 2017. I'm Freddie Gray and I'm deputy editor of The Spectator. I'm joined today by Michael Brendan Doherty, who is a columnist at The Week, and we're going to be talking about the fury over Jeff Sessions and whether the media has lost its mind over Russia. So, Michael, uh, Jeff Sessions is under a lot of pressure and may have to stand down, resign as Attorney General, and his career may in fact be ruined as a result of his meetings with the Russian Ambassador in Washington and his later statement during his confirmation hearing that he did not have communications with Russian officials during the campaign. Now, Ted Cruz called this story a nothing burger and implied it was just a suggestion implied it was just the Democrats trying to sort of assassinate Sessions. Would you
1: agree with that? I rarely agree so heartily with Ted Cruz but in this (laughs) case I do and it may not just be the Democrats it may also be uh, the intelligence community which seems to have played a role in the scuttling of General James Mattis from the uh, National Security Advisor spot over a similar story. Mm. so I do think there is a, there is potentially the story is that you know, there are elements of the executive branch that are are taking out Trump's cabinet and advisors one by one. Uh, but beyond that, I, I do think it's a nothing burger story in the sense that the questions that Senator Sessions was asked at these confirmation hearings, the oral question given by Senator Franken. was clearly the context of as a member of the campaign did you have an ongoing series of information sharing with russian officials and uh or did 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 people from the campaign have those and what would you do if you found out about that as attorney general and jeff sessions responded that he didn't know anything about that happening and that he himself was a campaign surrogate, and he had no communications with the Russian government. And uh, people are taking that last phrase very literally and saying, well, you actually had these two little chats with the ambassador. But the context was clearly about information sharing to help the campaign, not part of the normal business of being a high-ranking Senate leader who works on the Armed Services Committee, and it's the same thing with the the, the written question from Senator Leahy was set in the context of in the context of the campaign. Did you have contact uh, contact with Russian officials? And the answer to that is, at least so far, we know that he hasn't. Yes. So it. it there there is a very literal flat reading of the words when you pull them out of those contexts hmm. in which it looks like a lie but it's pretty simple to see what's what's happening here
0: so at, at worst you think sessions you know the, the worst you can accuse sessions of is that he didn't consider that this might be later used against him and he should have he should have included
1: that meeting yes yeah i mean he could he could have said um, but again, this may have – at the time of the hearing, it may have also, in a sense, created a new news story at that time mm. if he had said, well, uh, no, in the context of the campaign, I do not, but you know, I have had glancing – Conversations with the Russian ambassador as part of the normal business of the Senate. Mm. You know, that may have caused a, a, a kind of uproar that very day. And that may have been why, in a very lawyerly fashion, he answered the question exactly within the semantic range that it was defined by. Yes. So uh, so he could have said something, and, and maybe he should have in retrospect. The Democrats
0: have been gunning to get at Sessions, haven't they, since it, he first emerged as, as a member of. Trump's cabinet. I mean there was a sort of attempt to tie to the KKK. Could you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yes, I mean Sessions has in his career as a lawyer and as a prosecutor and 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 in other law related roles has kind of always been skeptical of civil rights claims and causes mm. in 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 his career and that's that's historically true. And there's a larger issue that I think we saw under Obama with his attorney general, Eric Holder. I think the United in the United States, there's this kind of uh, distortion of the attorney general's office and a feeling that the attorney general's job increasingly is to legally harass and prosecute the political enemies or of the opposition. Yeah. Right. That, um, you know, that Eric Holder was going after Cops who were doing their job on the duty, or you know that he, that he was going after political hobby horses, and I think there's a fear that Sessions would do the same thing, and he, he very might well do the same thing. Yeah, it, it just seems to be the dis, the general distortion of the executive branch. Yes, and it's and it's you know uh, hideous reach into American life. So so that I think is part of it, and um, Jeff Sessions is an old Southern. Conservative and kind of fits the, the the stereotypical villain role very well. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, let's go back to Russia, though, because uh, I mean, there's another story in the New York Times today about how the Obama administration had tried to alert, in its last days, had tried to alert reporters and and various other people in Washington to the sheer amount of influence that Russia had over the Trump campaign, and this seems to be an ongoing story that just it won't go away, I don't think, no matter how adamantly Trump tries to deny it or or the Trump team tries to deny it. And it seems that the Trump administration has actually stopped talking about it so much now. How do you see this playing out?
1: I think this is going to be an ongoing story for, uh, you know, perhaps years to come. Mm. In a sense, Russia has become a symbol in America's own culture war. And uh, once it did that, kind of partisan passions are are surging around it and because it's a obviously a foreign power these partisan passions are 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 drawing people to conspiracies mm. now the trump campaign hired people like paul manafort who did paid work for russian allies abroad in ukraine and so i, I there was some concern that there was ties there and it did seem that general James Mattis had improper contacts with Russia and was kind of taken in with this idea of Russia as um a fellow member of Christian civilization standing at the gates of Vienna against the Islamic onslaught yeah. which is kind of a a very naive thing to believe but it's, it's one that's kind of been encouraged by this, this, this partisan warfare dynamic. There are legitimate questions to ask, but at the same time, this has also created hysteria among Trump administration's critics. And you see almost every few days, there's some new Russia story that seems to fade out almost immediately mm. when uh, people examine it. For instance, the idea that the Trump administration had a secret computer communicating with the government in Moscow or something like that, which turned out to look like a spam hotel offers <laughs> email server. And then, uh, you know, there was a story that the Russians had hacked the electrical grid in the northeast of the United States, which hadn't happened. Then there was a story that the Russians had uh, hacked u.s public television c-span and replaced it with russia tv for a few hours or rt the russian news network yes and all the, there's all this hysteria that happens along the edges of it as well we're always told there's information that we can't know and I'm, I'm sure that's true for
0: security reasons but the the director of central intelligence report that the new york times based its its big scoop two weekends ago on, I, I read that, and it, it looked very thin. I couldn't see much in it beyond the, the sort of obvious truth that Russia today is a is a is is an effective TV channel. That seemed to be the,
1: the gist of right. Russian interference. Right, yeah, that it, that it was tweeting. Yeah. You know, that yeah. the, 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 the account was tweeting, and that was influencing American public opinion. Yeah. And, you know, part of this is, of course, if they do have information, but they could also know... Because they control information, they're more uh, the intelligence community and journalists working with them are more easy to manipulate our ignorance as well as our knowledge. Yes, um, and I, I think that's one of the dynamics at work. And you know, to take it to a larger perspective, I mean, this may also just be a sign of America's decline on the world stage. To be to be kind of grandiloquent mm. about it, which is just that um, you know, great powers when they 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 slip into this paranoia and uh when their own partisan uh, normal partisan to and fro becomes infected so infected with concerns of foreign subversion it's a um i mean it's a telltale sign that maybe we're not the unchallengeable superpower that defines the terms of world politics on our own yes it's also a conspiracy theory that ties to the fact a lot of people in the media,
0: particularly the Washington Post and New York Times, just cannot accept that Trump won the election or that a, a large number of Americans, a slightly less than a majority, voted for him, isn't it? Because they have to have been brainwashed in some way or there has to have been some outside coercion. I think is that, that's the thinking, isn't it?
1: Right. I mean, there's, absolutely, there's a psychological play the what we increasingly call the bubble mm. in new york or in in washington dc i mean they, they do have a hard time looking at, at the fact that you know, the democrats seem to be losing the midwest and rust belt the way that 25 to 40 years ago they began losing the south mm. and uh, you know that uh the sons of former union members who were solid democrats are not union members themselves and consequently are not themselves solid Democrats. And uh, it would be a rich environment for Russia to intervene in, uh, yeah. if it could, because, uh, you know, it, it would literally just have to, um, you know, it's like the old science, kids' science trick of dropping a ping pong ball into into a group of mouse traps that will set it off and set it flying around. I mean, there's, there's an element here where uh, Russia would have to do very little in order to encourage Democrats and Republicans and their partisans to tear each other apart, mm. I mean, because we want to tear each other apart by our own volition.
0: Well, there seems to, there seems to be two related conspiracy theories happening with regard to Trump's election. One one is the, the Russian element, and the other is a sort of right wing propaganda online it's very sophisticated voter targeted online propaganda machine that the, the guardian did a big piece about it last week that caused a lot of interest and and the idea is that robert mercer is behind this operation do you think is that another conspiracy theory or, or am i imagining it to be a conspiracy theory
1: it is um, i mean all of these things in a, in a close election all of these little marginal stories seem to take on grand meaning The fact is that the Internet has robbed traditional media institutions of their authority to determine what's news and to pronounce upon what's true. And there's money to be made or or uh, political gain to be had or just lulls, as they say on the Internet, just (laughs) just just the laugh factor in typing up crazy stories and watching gullible partisans pass them around on facebook you know so this is a problem for the media and that i don't see how they can put humpty dumpty back together again yes you know it's just and this stuff has always been around i mean it's, it's always there have always been crazy newsletters that people could subscribe to going back to the invention of mail and the post itself but you know now it's just very easy and it's very easy to find.
0: Fascinating though this is. We better wrap up. I, but one last question. Do you think Sessions will be there? In, will, will he be attorney general in a month's time? I know it's a difficult thing to predict. <sighs> I,
1: It is. It is. I mean, it's moving so fast as we speak. I mean, I think it's um, I think because Republicans are asking him to recuse himself from investigating the Trump administration on its Russia links. Mm. But if he does that, that sort of implies so much weakness that he couldn't really carry on as attorney general. It's I think it's very hard to know. I think it's very hard to know. I know, you know, the rumor is that Donald Trump is very unhappy that this story is stepping all over what had been a positive news cycle for him <laughs> yeah. is speech so i mean i think it's a coin flip as we speak i mean i think 50 50 okay i won't push you i won't push you any further thanks very much michael thank you
0: just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast anytime on itunes so please do